Hi and welcome to episode 90 of the This Is Repertage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Repertage and This Repertage family, and I'm a photographer too. Excited to be talking to the fab Mihai Zaharia today. Mihai was ranked seventh in Romania on This Repertage for 2020 with two Repertage Awards and a Story Award. And we talk about one of those awards today, an image that whenever I see Mihai's name, I always think of actually, and many more things, including turning your passions into businesses, an image that had a lasting impact on him, experimenting and doing things differently, a Netflix game, shooting close, what makes a good documentary wedding photographer, and much more. Hey, Mihai, how are you doing? Hi, Alan. Fine. Thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm, I'm good as well. Thank you. Very good. Although it's, um, it's pouring down with rain here in Cornwall at the moment. How, how about with you? Because you're in Romania, aren't you? Yes, I'm in Romania, Bucharest. We have a great day today. It's not sunny, it's cloudy, but uh, after um, three days with uh, pouring rain also and uh, chaotic traffic and everything, now we're, we're good. Oh, okay. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, I've never been to Romania. I'd love to go, a country I'd love to go to. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. have you ever... Beautiful have you... country. I bet, yeah. And you have so many great wedding photographers in Romania as well. Yes, we do. Yes. I'm not one of them. But oh, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. Um, have you ever been over to England? Yes, I've been to London once. Ah, cool. Yeah. Did you like Actually, it? Actually, it was, uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I want to go back. It was uh, right before the lockdown last year. Oh. Oh, really? Was it? Oh, wow. February, you... yes. Three weeks before everything went uh, uh, the lockdown. Yes, here. Yeah. What, did you come over for, for a wedding or for a holiday? No, no, no. It was for pleasure. No. Ah, okay, cool. Just yeah. traveling. I like I lo- I like to visit London. I like to leave London afterwards as well. No offense to any Londoners. <laughs> <in Sydney. laughs> it's just so much busier than where I live. I live in Cornwall, which is the very southwest mm-hmm. of England. So it's like the opposite of um, of London. Really, is it busy where you live? Are you near? Yes. Yeah, are you? Bucharest in... is a really busy city, and uh, like I said, when it rains, uh, it's better to not use the car because uh, everyone uses their car as an umbrella oh really <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, people that don't usually drive um, go into traffic and uh, it becomes uh, becomes a real problem but uh, even if it doesn't rain uh, it's still better to not use the car if you can i'm fortunate to work from home all the time so uh, I have my office in my bedroom, so that's convenient for me. That is good, isn't it? That's a great thing about what we do as photographers, really, is that we can work really from anywhere, which is great. Yes, we have the flexibility. Mm. But I get that about um, people using cars as umbrellas, because just on the school run, you know, picking up my kids from school, if it's a rainy Mm -hmm. day, the, the the roads right around the school are a nightmare because um, yeah. yeah everyone's doing that so I get that I get that so um, it's a universal thing it's it is a, universal uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mihai you mentioned just then about you visited London just before kind of the beginning of COVID and lockdown so I might as well ask you how you know how was twenty twenty for you you know how personally and business wise how, how is it how how well, was it? Uh, business wise it wasn't that good but mm. on a personal level to be quite honest it was uh, it was a good year for me oh, that's because great. when uh, when the lockdown came and uh, all the weddings and the events stopped i was quite happy <laughs> you know <laughs> Not uh, financially, because uh, it meant, uh, of course, that there won't be any events, there won't be any money. But um, it was a a good pause for me, you know, to uh, detach a little bit from all the photography thing, from all the weddings thing, and uh, to... To 
trying to discover new passions. And as a matter of fact, I did exactly that. I, oh, great. What? Um, well, it, it's, a, it's an interesting story, actually. Oh, tell us. Good. I like stories. Uh, good. Go. <laughs> one thing that uh, you probably won't know, don't know about me, is that I have a formal education in visual arts, you know? Oh, okay, uh, wow, cool. Drawing, painting, and... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Yes, okay. I, um, I studied uh, visual arts in... Um, uh, I believe it's called uh, secondary school. Okay, right. You know, fifth grade to twelfth grade. I was in the art school. Yeah, cool. So, um, and I was supposed to finish high school, you know, and go to the University of Arts. Because, right, well. yeah, follow a career like this. But uh, in the last year, I decided that uh, I don't have the call. I'm not talented enough. So, I chose... I chose not to follow this path. Mm -hmm. So uh, the year was 1996, and I decided to stop drawing, to stop painting, to stop everything related to arts. And it was in 2020, during lockdown, when I rediscovered this passion. Oh, that's cool. And I started drawing again, and uh, now, I call myself an illustrator. I even have a brand. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, Mihai, the illustration guy. You, you wow. can find me on Instagram. And, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it was, uh, it was good. That is a great side effect, isn't it, of the <laughs> pandemic, to, to rediscover something like that, that yeah, may not have happened because you would have been so busy all the rest of your time. Yes, and, yeah. it's true. It's true. And, oh. uh, yeah. It and is. now it's a sidearm. Is it also like a semi-business now as well? Are yes. You, yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And um, I even want to, you know, move more to this, uh, this side of business in time. Ah, cool. And, uh, when it's time to quit uh, doing wedding photography, I want to focus more on uh, the artistic wow. side. That's great, man. Oh, that's really cool. What kind of things do you illustrate then? What kind of what kind of things? Well, if you will, I uh, moved from uh, photographing, you know, beautiful young women mm -hmm. to drawing ugly old men. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, if I am to draw something just uh, for myself, uh, I find it uh, more interesting to draw interesting faces. Right, and, okay. Uh, I especially like drawing old people with uh, beards and wrinkles and... Uh, uh, you yeah, draw me then, ugly old man. I was, I'm <laughs> old man. Yeah, you, you draw me. <laughs> I'm sure you're not ugly and even not that old. Maybe oh, I'm both, I'm both. <laughs> 10 years or something. Oh, that's really cool. And I think, I, I, know, I know for me as well, just the, the importance of diversification is something that, um, you know, the pandemic taught me as well. So you've got mm -hmm. another income stream as well, which is important. So that's great. Yes, and even more than an income uh, source, uh, a source of, uh, you know, purpose. Mm, that's far more feel, important. Yeah, something that you enjoy doing and, uh, yeah, something like that. Oh, well, that's awesome. And now you've got, you know, you've turned two things that you enjoy doing into... Also, I know, I know I'm not just, I'm not obsessed about business and money and obviously um, happiness and doing something you love is, is mo far more important, but it's yeah, just interesting it that a lot of people throughout their lives don't have, you know, their hobby does never make them any money or their passions. Mm -hmm. uh, but now you've got two things that you're passionate about, which also does um, pay the bills as well. So that's, that's really great. It is great. Yeah, it is. 
Um, Mihai, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about something. Um, a while ago, you wrote a great piece for us on TIR about an image that had a lasting impact on you. Oh, um, yes, I remember. It yes. was a, a photo that I took on my very first wedding. As a yes, I was going to say that. Your first main wedding as yes. a paid photographer. And it had like about 400 guests, didn't it? I think it was a, quite a big mm. deal. Um, but I just want to say, mm -hmm. I thought it was a really inspiring piece as you, you talk about experimenting and doing things differently, even if you're not sure of the outcome. So, yeah, I just wondered if you could tell us more about that, you know, for people who perhaps haven't read it, if you could, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, the backstory of the photo of my experience. Yes, that'd be great, yeah. So uh, it was in my first year as a wedding photographer. I just started out. Uh, I built a portfolio and uh, wanted to book weddings, basically. Mm. And they were the first couple who booked me. Um, it was, I believe, through Google Ads or something like that, because um, I didn't have any reference yet. Oh, so, I get that. That's how I got my first business as well, through mm -hmm. AdWords. Mm. So I went to this really big wedding, which was in a different city. It was in Krajowa, actually. And... Um, I never got to meet the bride before the wedding. Only the groom, I spoke with him for about 20 minutes, maybe when we signed the contract. Mm -hmm. So I was in a different city with people that I've never met before. Mm -hmm. And it was, it turned out to be a really, really big wedding. And uh, it was my first wedding as a main and the only photographer. <laughs> That's scary. Did you say yes, it was about four, it 400 is. guests or so? Yes, about 400 guests. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, during the, the party, they had uh, all kinds of uh, bands and uh, artists, singers. Uh, some of them even famous. Yeah, wow. So it was an expensive wedding. Mm -hmm. It was an expensive wedding and a large wedding. And a wedding that uh, if I was to shoot today, I would be really stressed. <laughs> but then maybe I was... Uh, maybe I wasn't that... Uh, uh, what's the word? I, I wasn't aware. The responsibility that was on my shoulders, maybe. Mm. That can be a benefit, can't it? I guess when you're mm -hmm. starting yes, out, maybe. Yes, mm. totally. That's true. So uh, during one of the artistic moments, I decided to, you know, I did the safe shots with the, the dancers were mm, clearly visible and like that and I decided to experiment more with um, longer exposures mm -hmm. and uh, one of the images that I ended up keeping because I shot a lot of um, a lot of photos that uh, ended in the trash bin of course mm -hmm. that's like every wedding for me every wedding <laughs> yeah yeah, it's true. <laughs> so one one of them I really liked and kept, and it's a long exposure shot with the, the two dancers that are uh, not at all in focus. It's with the motion blur, mm. and of course at that time I didn't even know I can use a flash to freeze the action. Yeah, yeah. On, on these types of shots. It was an experiment that I conducted then for the very first time. It was the first time when I tried this ever, not at a wedding or... <laughs> That's so cool. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and I'm happy that I got that one image. 
Very cool. And just that whole ethos of experimenting and trying something, even though you'd not tried it before. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how we improve. That's how we get the great images. That's how we keep it exciting, I think, for ourselves as well. Um, and it's a great image. It's such a great sense of of motion. But it's having hearing that story behind it and how why it had an impact on you. Um, I think is great. And do you still feel like that now? You know, when you approach a wedding, do you still like to experiment and and try new things? Yes, of course. Knowing that you are paid to be their photographer, you always feel that you have to deliver. You know, the safe shots. Mm, but sure. once you've got the safe shots, you are free to experiment as much as you want, I mm. guess. That's true. Yeah. Do you work? It's, uh, it's what uh, brings us joy, or it should be what uh, makes us want to continue shooting weddings. Mm, I agree totally. If we were doing the exact same thing week in, week out, and not pushing ourselves, and we would lose. Well, I know I would. I would start to lose interest with it. And um, yes. yeah, so it's really important. And it would be really boring. Mm, definitely. Now, thank you for talking about that and for writing the piece. Um, it's great. If anyone's listening now, I'll include a link through to that uh, article that uh, Mihai wrote and it includes the image as well. So, um, yeah, very, very cool. And, you, you know, talking about experimenting just while we're on that subject, do you, um, for your weddings, do you always shoot with a second shooter? Do you sometimes shoot with your wife? She, she shoots as well? Yes. Um, I have, a, we are a husband and wife team, but we don't market ourselves as such. Right. Uh, even the brand is Mihai Zaharia Photography, so it's my name. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes we shoot. It's both of us. Um, you sometimes do separate weddings as well, so you're both shooting on a weekend. If or? we are to do a, a wedding uh, with one shooter, it's always me. Right. Okay. Cool. So I'm, if you want, if you will, I'm the main shooter, and she's. I I, w- I wouldn't call her second shooter. She's uh, the second main shooter, if you yes. want. Oh, I get that. Mm, I get that. Does that help having the two of you? That I mean, because I only ever shoot on my own, only ever solo. But I guess it must help having two of you, so one can do those safe shots and the other one can experiment more. Yeah, we we don't usually approach it this way. I mean, no. um, when we shoot together. Each of us is free to do whatever he wants. That's cool. Okay, that's great. And we shoot as if we if we are uh, the only shooter there. Mm-hmm. So we don't uh, we don't split. I'm taking the safe shots, and you take the creative shots, or vice versa. Oh, that's no. cool. Mm, that's a good way. That's a good way. And it happens. <laughs> it happens. Uh, that sometimes after, I don't know, something happened, I go to her and say, oh, I did this creative shot. I hope you got the safe shots. And she's like, no, I think <laughs> you're taking the safe shot. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's it's great. Fun. The couple get two lots of great creative shots, though. That's great. Yes, yes. Do you do you ever argue at all? I can't imagine. My wife is amazing. I love my wife. But I can't imagine working with her for a whole day. I don't know. Yeah. Do you ever argue? Well, um, of course we do. Who doesn't? Yeah, sure. every couple argues. Uh, we argue about. Uh, I mean, regarding photography. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we we argue about uh, whose uh, photos are worse. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because I say mine, she says, no, no, mine. Oh, that's uh, nice. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, no, but we started working together uh, just because it was a way for us to be together. Oh, that's we really have nice. have more time together. Because otherwise, mm, during weekends, I was gone, you know, shooting weddings and she was alone at home and uh, 
Actually, uh, we we have a funny story here too because okay. um, I was in my second year. I started this uh, photography business myself, and uh, she wasn't a photographer back mm-hmm. then. It was in 2011 I started this business and she joined later on uh, and she said well you go to weddings all the time I want to come with you and assist you you know Just, uh, be there with you we spend some time together and uh, that's fine and I said okay come with me I even gave her a camera you know if you're still if you're here uh, why not take the chance and take some photos shoot mm-hmm. whatever you want whatever you like <laughs> and uh, i was really amazed at the photos that she was able to took to take sorry oh that's cool mm, but she was uh, she uh, she wasn't sure about the technical side you know mm-hmm. of the photography and she always say when we moved from one location to another she would say uh, you know uh, take the adjust my settings you know because we shoot only manual so okay. uh, i had to set the aperture iso shutter time mm-hmm. and things like that you know the flash if uh, it was necessary and she was afraid to learn those things and i would sure. always say well it's pretty easy it's three things you have to know about you know it's uh, shutter uh, iso and the the, the aperture and mm-hmm. she was no 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 i don't want to know those <laughs> things i just want to take photos and uh, that's it mm-hmm. and uh, during that second year in business it was towards the end of the season i uh, got sick uh, actually not sick i uh, had to have an appendicitis operation oh, oh awful yeah. Yeah. yeah it hit me on friday and uh, on saturday i had a wedding scheduled where oh nightmare it's supposed to be yeah i was supposed to be their photographer and i was in the hospital oh. so i had to i had to give that wedding of course mm-hmm. i sent another photographer sure but uh, in the next uh, weekends I had uh, a couple more weddings scheduled, so um, I told her, look, <laughs> now is the time to decide. You want yeah. us to uh, give those weddings to other photographers or you want to be the main photographer and I'll be there just to assist you because uh, I was uh, right after the surgical operation, it's called, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't able to move that much. I uh, right, wasn't yeah. allowed to carry anything heavy. I had to sit down all the time. Right. Mm. So uh, that's how she <laughs> became a photographer. A pro wow. photographer. She stepped up and took the main role. Mm. And wow, because you had appendicitis. I wonder if you yes. hadn't have had it. Yeah, I wonder if things <laughs> would have been different if you hadn't have had it. It's interesting, that, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How life gives you, you know, yeah. what you need, when you need it, maybe. Mm. That's funny. That's funny. That is a cool story about the origins of you working together. That's cool. Um, And just how you said, though, about just wanting to spend more time with each other. And that's a big reason why you work together. I think that's really lovely. That's really nice. Yeah, it's true. That's that was the main reason. That's really nice, man. And a really interesting story. This is cool. I really enjoy this. This is fun. Um, Shall we change? Let's change tack, though, slightly. Mihai, let's change tack. Okay, cool. Do you... Do you watch many movies or Netflix or other streaming TV? Not so many. I I do watch Netflix sometimes. Okay. Okay. Usually it's before I go to sleep. You know, I turn on the TV, I put a movie on and it helps me 
relax. Go to sleep in. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Maybe do you actually minutes? Do you actually fall asleep while watching things? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I get that. My oldest sister does that all the time. She, but she only falls asleep if it's a really good film. If it's a bad oh. film, she stays awake. If it's a good film, she falls asleep. <laughs> it's funny. I know it's funny, isn't it? Okay, well, cool. If you, I know you've listened to a few episodes of the podcast. I don't know if you've heard me do this before, but we just do a little, little game. Um, it's quite. I think it's quite fun. So, um, yeah, I'm going to just read a synopsis you know a, a description of a movie or a series and we'll see if you can get what film or series it is mm, let's see okay cool let's do it let's do it so okay this first one it's a movie and it's an old movie okay so the the synopsis is 15 years after murdering his sister on halloween night 1963 Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois, to kill again. Oh my God! This yeah, not a nice. It's like a <laughs> joyful movie. Uh, <laughs> it's a horror, classic horror. Are you into horror films? No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh. I'm not sure I've seen this one, but um, if I am to take a guess, I would say um, Psycho. Oh, it's I think it's not, but it's of the similar ish era or a bit later. I think it's a bit later. It's had um, another clue. It's had a lot of sequels. It had a reboot recently with. Um, oh, what's the main actress in it? I can't remember. And, and a new one has just come out in the cinemas in America of the series. No, no. Should I tell you? Yeah, please. OK, it's Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Halloween. Ah. Mm. It's quite good, the Sorry. first one. No, that's okay. Don't be deaf. No, don't be deaf. Okay, so the second one, um, this is a series, by the way. Okay. okay. So um, a small-time American football coach is hired to coach a professional football club in England, despite having no experience coaching football. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a lot I'm more modern. <laughs> this one is on um, Apple TV. Have you got Apple TV? No. no oh, okay. This I really I okay, should I tell you what it is? It's if you don't know, you don't know. No, I don't know it. Sorry. No, I don't so don't apologize. It's my fault asking difficult questions. Um <laughs> so it's Ted Lasso. The series is called Ted Lasso. It's really good, by the way. It's so good. Mm. Um, mm. Really okay. funny and life affirming. It's really mm -hmm. funny. Okay, so Zero out of two so far, Mihai. It's um, it's okay. So quite a lot of people have got none right, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't oh. matter. <laughs> yeah. So I shouldn't feel bad. Okay. No, not bad at all. And it's my fault for asking you obscure, difficult ones. So, no, are you ready please, for you? Please. Are you okay? Yes. Are you ready yes, for the final ready. one? Okay, yeah. cool. So this is this is an old movie as well. Like it's it's really old. Okay, but it is a classic. Um. Okay. So the description is, an angel is sent from heaven to help a desperately frustrated businessman by showing him what life would have been like if he had never existed. Mm. It's um, a kind of Christmassy film. I've seen this one. I, uh, yeah, I know it's something with Christmas in title. Maybe I can't remember the title. I'm awful with titles as well. I'm awful with titles, but, um, but I, I've seen it. Yes. It's cool. It's got it's got the word wonderful in the title. Wonderful. It's a wonderful life. Yes, that's it. Yes. 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 Boom. Ooh, nice. Thank you yes. for the for the hint. Oh, that's okay. You knew it. You knew it. It's just hard getting the title. That's a beautiful film, isn't it? I love that. Yes, it is. Yes. I really recommend that, especially coming up to Christmas. Oh, it will be Christmas soon, which is a weird thing. This year has gone, mm -hmm. gone really quick. How, um, how has this year been for you, you know, after 2020 and not being able to shoot much? Have you had a, a busy season this year? Yes, it was like a regular season. Mm -hmm. It was after last year. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah, not too busy with editing. You've been okay. Oh, I'm busy editing now, but uh, that's uh, that's how I usually am. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. On, on the, towards the end of the season, I'm always always busy editing. I hate editing, by the way. Oh, do you? Yeah, I'm not a yeah. massive fan. Culling, I think culling is the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah, culling too. Mm. 
do you ever um, outsource your editing or do you do it all yourself? Oh, no, I do it all by myself. Maybe I should outsource <laughs> <laughs> I tried a few well about five years ago and it was okay for the first couple of weddings but then it went downhill so I, I just do it myself now as well so. yeah it's better to do it yourself always I think but uh, it takes a lot of time and mm. it kills my passion <laughs> <laughs> I get that <laughs> yeah I get that do you kind of do you listen to music or have Netflix on when you edit or do you uh, well sometimes music um, not Netflix while I'm editing no never but I yeah. sometimes uh, put some you know documentaries and things like that things that I can listen to uh, okay um, I don't have to watch the screen you know to look into yeah, the screen yeah that makes sense I never understood it when people some people say they watch Netflix or edit it I'm like how, how? How can you do that? I don't get it. It's a skill. If you can do that, that is a skill. But um, I even randomly, I find it hard even having music on when I edit. I, I, I know I should be able to have music on, but I just find in silence I can just work easier, I think. Uh, I yeah, most of the times I do it uh, in silence also. Yes. It's sadder though, isn't it? It's sadder. We should be able to listen to music. Um, but mm, yeah, I just find it distracts um Mihai I like this quote from your TIR bio as I I feel the same way as well and work the same way and you say I try and be as unintrusive as possible when shooting although I'm not a fly on the wall on the contrary I like to stay in the middle of the action working close to people with my wide angle lens so yeah can you tell us more about that how you like working close I'm similar as well I love shooting close so yes that's how I work my my main uh, my main lens is the 16 to 35. Ah, I, I use it all the time. Sometimes I use two cameras. I have two cameras on me, one with a wide angle and one with the, either an 85 or a 50, depending on the situation. But most of the times I only have one camera and one lens, and that one lens is the 16 to 35. And I like being close to people, um, I know now with the pandemics and <laughs> everything, we should be at least one and a half meter away, but uh, no, I'm not. I'm always wearing a mask, by the way. No, but, are you still? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, I am all the time. What are the current restrictions um, in terms of kind of weddings and at the moment in Romania? And well, currently you can have weddings with the. Um, uh, it, it's a limit of people, but I'm not sure if it's 100, 200, something like that. Okay. But the rule is that uh, everyone has to have the green certificate. Oh, right. Okay. Vaccinated or, uh, or to have had the... Oh, proof right. of a negative test. Oh, yes. to have, oh right, to have that. Wow, and so all guests have to show that, do yes, they, to attend? Yes. Wow, okay. That's, that's... that's the... Those are the rules. Okay, and do they have to... Do the guests have to wear masks as well or not? Do they not have to? Mm, if it's inside, everyone has to wear masks. Not oh, when wow. they're uh, sitting at the table and eating, of course. Right, but, okay. Uh, when we are inside, no matter where we are, we have to wear masks. But of course, nobody does. <laughs> right, mm, okay. I understand that. I understand. At, at a wedding, I mean, nobody yeah. wears masks, except for uh, me, the photographer, and maybe the catering staff. And uh, yeah. Right. Okay. I get that. I get that. It's um. It's anyone in case anyone's listening in the future. You know, some people in the future. Sorry, but you know, some people listen to episodes later on and stuff. So <laughs> just to say, this is being recorded in in, in October twenty twenty one. So just in this case, they're interested. Um. Yeah, it's different in England at the moment. So for weddings, people don't have to show any um kind of vaccination proof, and they don't have to wear masks uh, or anything. So it's yes, it's funny how things are just different, isn't it, all around the world. Mm, but okay, you, but you somehow you uh, surpassed the fourth wave. Well, we don't know. I don't know. We're going to see what's going to happen this winter, I guess. Um, I think their their methodology was to open up in the summer more. So then the if there was another wave, it wasn't so bad over the winter. But 
I guess we'll see. We still have a, a massively high rate of cases. It's like about 40,000 a day, I think, at the moment. So mm-hmm. We are in the middle of the fourth wave, too. We are, the number of cases is growing every right. day. So, yeah, it's terrible. Mm, it is mad, isn't it? Um, but sorry, let's go. Yeah, going back to you working close. I mean, I'm the same. I love to get close. I think the images are so much more intimate and we can anticipate mm-hmm. moments more, can't we, when we're physically close, I think. Yes, it's true. And I noticed one thing. In my first years of doing wedding photography, I wanted to work like this, but I was always scared. I was scared that people would uh, notice me and act differently, you know, because I'm there, which I found out later it's not the case. They tend to ignore you just as much. Mm. As if you are in the opposite corner of the room. Mm, definitely. And I was scared that uh, they might find this uh, weird, awkward to, you know, to have a photographer with a camera right next to them, which is not the case mm. most of the times. It's true, isn't it? Definitely. As mm-hmm. you say, they treat you just as if you're on the other side of the other side of the room. Really. They get used to your presence. And they get used to you, of course. And if you are, I don't know, if it's the first part of the day, you're at the getting ready. Um, I talk to people. I don't act like, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not part of their event or something. I, if they ask me questions, I answer, uh, I make jokes, you know, things like that. I try not to interfere with the, um, uh, with the event. I try not to conduct things in a Mm -hmm. certain way or things like that, but I do talk to people and that's how I manage to stay close and be accepted and, uh, you know, yeah. they they keep doing what they do, and at some point they don't uh, they don't even notice you. Mm, that's so true. And you're right about talking and 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 being friendly and, and answering if people ask you questions because that makes them become at ease with your presence of being yes, so. Yeah. If we looked all kind of gruff and serious and didn't say mm-hmm. a thing, then I think people would be more they wouldn't want us to be so close to them if we were like that i think yeah it's true if you if you go there and uh, try to be like the professional photographer who is uh, yeah i know it's uh, i agree it doesn't work no i agree 100 percent um and you said you you kind of wanted to work that close from the beginning but you were a bit nervous a bit scared was there did it come a point yeah i understand that was there a point where you just kind of just went for it then and went close you know how did you break that kind of fear well at some point i decided i should try that maybe i should try to overcome my own fears and limitations and try to do it and it was um, right about when i was ready to make that uh, that move that uh, change in my you know in my approaching the approaching shooting i attended a workshop with the wee win oh cool mm-hmm. and he somehow validated this uh, this uh, kind of approach of getting close and yes yes the the thing that i wanted to do he uh, he showed us he does the same thing and mm. i was like okay that's the way to go that's cool i get that yeah i get that was that a um a workshop in romania or was that a fearless yes, conference yes. was it oh, in romania oh, yes, cool. it was in romania in cool have you been on many workshops oh i've been on Quite a few, yes. Cool. They're not great, many. They? I, I, I wouldn't say many, but I try to go to at least one or two conferences a year and uh, maybe a workshop. Yeah. Cool. Did you it's speak? You, did you, you spoke at a conference recently, didn't you? Yes, I have. 
Cool. How was that? Was that was that wet camp? Is it or something? Mm-hmm. Yes, at wet camp. In cool. How was that experience? Did you did you enjoy that? I enjoyed it very much. It wasn't the first time I was on stage, you know, at a conference, but um, uh, I liked it a lot. Were you presenting uh, in English? No, in Romanian, which which was uh, good because (laughs) uh, I'm not that good at English. No, your English is amazing, man. It's so ah, good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but it's easier when you speak in your own language, you know. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, it's easier. Were you nerv- Are you nervous when you do conferences and things like yeah, that? All the time, it kills me. I I have a fear of speaking in public. And um, when I first spoke at the conference, it was in front of uh, I believe 300 people, something like that. Oh wow! Fifty. And when I went on stage and saw all the people, I was like, oh. I want out. Can I go out? <laughs> I speak. Oh, oh I God. get that. It's horrible, isn't it? That feeling, I, you know, I get feeling nauseous and it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, true. Mm. But doing stuff like that, things that scare us, it is good, isn't it? And like, I do think good things have come from be- doing that. Um, mm. And you have a good feeling when you know that you overcame your fears. Mm, it's true. It's so true. Even just recording the podcast each week, I, you know, I get nervous about doing, um, but then I love it when I'm doing it. So it's, um, yeah, it's a yeah. funny thing. Um, whenever, whenever this is a question I wanted to ask, but when, cause whenever I see your name, you know, whether it's on Instagram or when you've won an award, um, a certain image of yours always comes to mind. Um, and it's also a reportage award. Um, it's one of the girl kind of bending backwards. Do you know mm-hmm. the one I mean? I just think that image is so synonymous with you in, in my head. You know, whenever I think oh. of your name, I think of that image. It's such a, nice. a strong, almost symbolic image of you, I think. So, yeah. Can you tell us about that shot? Do you remember taking it? Um, actually, it's funny because, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you uh, see, I don't know how, how to say it, sometimes you see the potential of an image, maybe, you start from the composition, you start from the light, and then wait for things to happen. Mm-hmm. This was not the case. It was not the case with this image. This image was uh, moment-driven, if you mm-hmm. will. I saw the little girl dancing, and I took the shot. Uh, it was I actually I took a lot of shots, and <laughs> this is just one of them. I, I think it's the peak moment if you will. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't uh, an image that I thought too much about it beforehand. Sure. I, I think when these kind of images happen, somehow we are on autopilot. We, um, you know, the, the composition and uh, what to include in the image, what to live out these are uh, operated on autopilot you don't Mm. think about them uh, but then when you look at the pictures you see oh i nailed it or i should have you know maybe shot more tightly or uh, Mm. on the contrary more widely but yeah, that is, um, that's about the whole story about this image. <laughs> it was her that did all the thing, all the... All the work, but you still captured it. You were there and captured yes. it, and you realized this is a great moment to capture. So that's a skill in itself. And then when, realizing when afterwards... Things, uh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. No, you go on. You go on. No, I, I, I just wanted to say when these kind of things happen, I and I see them, I go, no matter where I am, I go near the action, mm-hmm. right there, and try to compose it a little bit and shoot. That's yeah. 
And it's great. And you nailed it. And it's such a, it's just, I just, it's something about that image, which I just really love. And it just makes you smile. And I think it's just a, it's a really cool capture. And it's a beautiful black and white as well. Um, and, and just realize it, it's a skill in itself to look back at images and to, well, to just to realize the potential in them and, and, and get the potential from that file as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's all great, man. I love that image. Honestly, I just always think of that image when I when I see your name. It's cool. And then, um, yeah, if anyone's listening now, do head to the site, thisreportage.com. I'll, I'll include that reportage award that Mihai just spoke about um, on the post. Um, let's change tack again slightly, Mihai. Well, actually, yeah, it's a big sure. change of tack. A very random question. I like to throw in some a few random questions. But do you prefer sleeping or eating? Mm. Interesting. <laughs> I bet you've never really thought about comparing. No, the two. no, I never. Mm. I think if I am to choose, I would go for sleeping. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think I, I think I also, we go to bed really early. So I'm normally asleep by about mm, half past nine, really, I think. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Oh, I go to sleep late, usually. Oh, really? What, like midnight-ish or later? Or later. Really? <laughs> wow. Later. Now, yes. What time do you get up? 7.30 in the morning. Oh. So you don't, I don't get much sleep. You don't get much sleep. Oh, that's why you want no. to sleep. You don't get much yes, sleep. <laughs> yes. I think that's why I would choose sleeping over eating. Yeah. Oh, I love to have like eight or nine hours. And I just, I love sleeping. It's great. Love it. Mm. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> it's healthy. Yes, also. I guess that's true. Isn't it? It's true. Do you go to bed late? Do you work kind of late in the evening? So do you edit in the evenings as well? Or I always work better during night. Evening, night. Right. And uh, in the mornings, I'm like, uh, I get up because I have to prepare kids for school, you know, and things like that. But uh, yeah. I'm not that productive in the morning. <laughs> I get that, though. I get that. I get that. Um, Mihai, another random question. But if you could hit a, rewi a rewind button now and go back like 10 or 20 years, would you do anything differently? Mm. No, that's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> it's a big it's question. A tough one. <laughs> it's a really tough one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I mean, I'm quite happy with my life. You know, the way that's it is. Right. And that's I believe I I wouldn't change anything. No. That's no. great. That is good. Good I, to hear. I embrace it with all the goods and all the bads and all the mistakes that I've made and everything and all the growing and yeah, I wouldn't change anything. Well, that's cool. That's a great attitude to have. And, and I think that links into what I read again about you on your bio and you say um, you're extremely optimistic, which I think is yes, great. Yeah. True. Have you always been like that? Have you always been like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's something that's that defines me. That's cool. That defines you. Oh, really? That's great, man. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm optimistic, too. I think so. Yeah, it's a good way to be. Have you always yeah, been like that then since as a kid? Were you like that even? Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. good. Any any reason why, do you think? I don't know. Did, uh, I did, what I makes know. someone I think optimistic? It's a personality trait. Yeah. It's something that comes from within. It's, it's not a... I, I don't choose to be this way you know yeah it's just something that it's is not a conscious uh, yeah. choice mm. that makes sense but it's good isn't it i i i'm like you i am i, I am optimistic um my wife worries about everything all the time and she's mm -hmm. you know she has quite insomnia from that really um but luckily yeah do you, do you not worry about things well i do worry about things sometimes but uh you know, I think we can get a great uh, life advice from uh, Monty Python, you know, always oh, yeah. look on the bright side of life. That's true, isn't it? That's, that's kind of, if you want, my, my motto, I, or it could be my motto. That's always cool. look on the bright side of life. That is cool. And that's actually, it just reminded me now, I've totally forgotten about this, but when I was like nine and 10, 
after we'd played sports at school, you know, football or rugby, mm-hmm. and we were in the ch- and we were changing afterwards, our PE teacher always used to play that song, "Always Look on the Bright Side mm-hmm. of Life." In the in the uh, changing rooms, that's really funny. But yeah, he used to play that every week. It's a it's a thing that uh, sticks to you once you hear it once you you cannot uh, you can't forget it. Mm, that's true, isn't it? It's true. Do you know what? I've never seen the films like Monty Python and the is it the Holy Grail or something? I've never seen any and, of those. Uh, it's uh, from Life of Brian. Actually. Oh, is it from Life of Brian? I've never seen any of those though. Never watched any. I should. Mm, you should. Mm, I should. I should. Um, Mihai, let's go to um, some business side. And, and in terms of in terms of marketing, you know, getting yourself out there, what, what's been the most effective for you um, in that way and getting getting clients? Well, first of all, I suck at marketing, <laughs> promoting and uh, things like that. I should be better at it. But uh, I'm trying to be better. Uh, but at the moment, I really, really suck. And that being said, um, I believe what works the best for me is referrals from right. uh, past clients and from colleagues, photographers. Oh, okay, so from fellow photographers, that's a big deal, isn't it? Getting re- yeah, recommended by them. Yes, is I don't know if this counts as marketing, but well, uh, it's what works best for me. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I think I would still class that as marketing. And is that being referred by other photographers? Has that just come grown like organically with you? You know, yes. being friends yes. with other photographers. Yeah, and that's that's a great way. That's really cool. Yeah, we we don't uh, offer commissions or something like uh, that. Ah, yeah. That's we great. We are a group of photographers who share the same principles, the same vision. And uh, when we get an inquiry and we are not available, we recommend each other. That's so good, isn't it? Yeah, that's so mm-hmm. good. And I think a recommendation from another photographer must carry a lot of weight, I think, yeah, for a bride yes, and Mm-hmm. These the photographers that you refer and recommend. Have you met them in real life as well? Yes, yes. Oh, that's cool. Is it a friendly, friendly scene in where where you are in Romania? Friendly scene with other wedding photographers. Mm-hmm. We yes, we are a beautiful community. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Have you got many like physically nearby you? And so, did you say you're in Bucharest? Did you said that? Yes, I'm in Bucharest, and uh, we have a lot of photographers here in Bucharest. Right. Okay. We we get to meet from time to time, you know, at different events or uh, for a That's beer or something. That's so good to do, isn't it? It's so important to to yes. physically meet our colleagues. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Because it can be quite, it is quite a lonely job when we're just working all season and we're at other people's parties, but not our own generally. And then we're yes. inside editing. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really important. Yeah, it's true. To do. It's frustrating sometimes. Mm. Mm, it's true. I have all the weekends for work and uh, yeah. And you mentioned that you have kids because you said about getting them ready yes, to school. I have two kids. Oh, cool. How, how old? Uh, nine and a half and eleven and a half. Oh, cool. Okay, great. I've got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, so yeah, not too dissimilar. But how do you find then? You know, because they're at school all week, and then we're away at the weekend shooting. It can be tough that way, not seeing them that much as well, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm fortunate enough to work from home. So mm. I'm all the time, I'm with them, with my that's, kids. Uh, that's true, isn't it? As soon as they're back from school, mm-hmm. yeah, we see them. I guess we see, in a way then, we see them more than a, a dad who has a regular kind of nine to five job, I guess we do. Yes, yes. It's true that um, we are not uh, 100% um, involved um, all the time because we have to work you know we are home but we have to work from home 
So uh, sometimes I'm, uh, you know, I'm caught in my work, in my editing, in my writing emails and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the just the fact that I'm there for them all the time, I think it it matters a lot totally. for me and for them. Mm, totally agree. Yeah, I do. T- totally agree. Um, Mihai, this is has been so cool talking to you. Really enjoyed it. It's, uh, been, it's been great. I enjoyed it too. Oh, awesome. Um, we've got time just for one more question. That's okay. Okay. Okay, so it's quite a big one, but it's, I'd, I'd love to hear from you about this. So <laughs> I know, let's <laughs> throw in big ones and little tiny random ones. It's all good. But um, yeah, Mihai, uh, what, what, in your opinion, makes a good wedding photographer? You know, what makes for a good wedding photographer? Mm-hmm. What makes a good wedding photographer? Mm, I should know this one. Yeah, because you are. So you are. <laughs> well, no, it's tricky. When I'm not sure I'm a good photographer, but I I am a wedding photographer at least. You're so really good, man. You're really one. good. Thank you. Oof. This question is a bit too broad because uh, you can be a wedding photographer and have. Um, and not embrace this uh, reportage style, you know? Definitely, yeah. No, I like that it's broad. It's just whatever you think, really. It doesn't have to be about reportage at all, no? Well, that's the thing that I, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that uh, if you are a photographer who does the, um, uh, you know who 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 is not a documentary photographer i don't believe that they are not good photographers oh no definitely some, some of them are insanely good yeah the, that's why i think it's harder to answer the question when you put it like this <laughs> well we could say just what what makes a good documentary wedding photographer then if that will that that's that should be easier okay that's a good documentary wedding photographer yeah i believe it's um being able to to catch the essence of that wedding that you're shooting Mm. uh being able to to show in images how it feels rather than what it looks like how I do we do that do you think that's what? the ultimate goal yeah mm. it's hard to do it mm. and it takes practice i guess it's not something that you can do i believe when you first pick up the camera and go to your first wedding and say mm. Okay, I'm gonna shoot in a, you know, I'll have a documentary approach and not uh, conduct things. And I think that's not enough mm-hmm. to be a good documentary wedding photographer. No. Yeah, it is tricky to say how it, you really get those kind of to capture the soul and the essence of it. I totally agree with you. That is what makes a good documentary wedding photographer. Totally. And it's, I guess it's different ways of capturing that essence. I think a big part for me, and it, I guess it is for you as well, is working that close. Um, mm-hmm. that, that does really help. That's the, that, that's the only way to show the, the actual vibe, you know, of the event. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm cool man so interesting i I really enjoyed talking to you mihai yes i enjoyed it too thank you for having me well thank you for being on here and honored to talk to you and um hopefully i'll get to meet you one day in real life that would be lovely let's hope let's Mm. hope so oh it'd be fab so and and 
Anyone Thanks. listening now, as I say, head to thisreportage.com. I'll include the reportage war that Mihai spoke about, as well as that image that had a lasting impact that he, he took um, from his very first paid wedding. With 400 guests, I can't imagine having 400 <laughs> guests on my first wedding, man. That is, that is awesome. Proper. Oh, scary. Scares me now, the yeah. thought of having 400 guests, I think. So, yeah. Man, thank you. And I hope, I hope have you got many more weddings to shoot now the rest of this season? Uh, no, I don't have any more weddings. Oh, that's good. This cool. year. Nice. I've only got one more as well. Then, yeah, can have a bit of downtime now. Mm. Cool. Well, you stay well, Mihai. You too, also. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the 90th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Mihai was so interesting to talk to. Hope you enjoyed listening. Head to thisisreportage.com for a link to his website to see the reportage award he spoke about on the episode two and also the image that had a lasting impact on him. We now have 90 episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world, delve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Sanna de Bloch, Else Corsten, Sam Docker, Stephen Hairshaft, Ross Harvey, The Framers, Nicola Smernich, Lisa Winner, Rowena Meadows, Julia Rose Grime and many others too. If you're not a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, including our upcoming Christmas party in December 2021, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers and much more. Submissions are open now for our final award collections of 2021. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 GMT on 23rd of November 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now.